two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be here. Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader. Includes, but is not limited to talk of Star Wars, not Reagans. We can't truly prepare for the junk that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try. So here's the Knights of Vader. They are divided For equal sequel Hate and love they fight it I know that we are just musicians hired And their time is up So here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most impressive A big thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song It is March 9th, 2019 My name is Zach Weber and with me is the guy who, the actually the only white male allowed into a Captain Marvel screening this weekend. The one, the only, Zenger. Last weekend, actually. Well, when you're listening to this last weekend, but, um, yeah. There, there's actually a lot of people there. Saw a few families. It's a wholesome experience, I feel, for everyone. Were there any white dudes? Um, well, myself. Just you? So you, you got else? around Brie Larson's blockade? I, I, I don't know. I think she's going to hunt me down now. I'm pretty sure. I, I Zenger tweeted about it. And I let her know. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank come you. on. You're going to find out. Brie Larson's going to be ringing your doorbell in a couple hours. I'm pretty sure I, I, at the end of this podcast, you're going to hear, you're gonna hear a ring, ring. I wonder who that could be. Did you see my movie? Oh, God, no. Not like this. <laughs> oh, I've God. also found that is the funniest thing to ever say at the end of something is, oh, God, not like this. <laughs> Oh my god uh, Yeah, good old topical humor folks We're keeping it relevant for you um, No, this week we're going to be talking about All kinds of Star Warsy things And depending on how much mileage we get out of it uh, Maybe some not Star Warsy things Yeah, let's list all the Star Wars references From uh, Captain Marvel Alright, so anyways Moving on to the next <laughs> topic I didn't catch any I did not catch any So I was like, eh. Oh god, okay, we're not getting into Captain Marvel already. We got we gotta keep it about Star Wars. Well, no, I was saying Star it. Wars references and I didn't catch any. Well, cause okay. Like I said, we're not getting into Captain Marvel that early. That's for if we run out of steam. Much like the like a year ago, we ended up talking about Avengers Infinity War. We kind of used that as a last resort. We spent like five minutes talking about resistance and we're like, well, we run out of topics. Let's talk about and uh I keep saying endgame. Infinity War for the next hour and a half. It wasn't that long. Flashback to that moment, and yes, it was. Infinity War, oh my lord, that movie felt like four and a half hours. Um, all right, Star Wars rumor time. Uh, Yay! Yeah, do, so, do, do, do I have to give like a rating on whether I believe it or not? Uh, sure, actually, isn't it, isn't it more Judge Zenger? Oh, hold on, where's it? there? It is. Threw it the last time I was using it. Did, did it come back to you? No, I threw it away. I, I threw it away. Like I didn't want it to come back. I was so angry with the last time I had to be Judge Zinger. For more of that, listen to the mo- listen to last week's episode of Zingness, which it actually is it's uh, the least downloaded episode of Zingness ever. They keep having this horrible guest on. I, I, for- it, it pitfalls so often. I, I I just I need to see it go down so I can be excited when it goes back up. Pretty much. I know it's happened. What with the, the first Venom episode, the Fantastic Beast episode. The A New Hope episode. There's a, there's a, there's some bad ones. 
Yeah, we look. We, you look at like the Zeng this like line graph of downloads. It just like again, like Zeng said, the floor just drops out on it during those episodes. It's it's awful. Zenger doesn't make himself feel alive. I need to see the downloads crash to feel alive. I know. I need. I, I need to get the rush of us making a comeback. Not uh, not on that particular episode. It's a different. It has to be a different one. It yes. One. All right. So some Star Wars rumors for you, or at least current as of March 9th. First rumor we have is that apparently Matt Smith is not in Star Wars Episode Nine, despite fact, despite a lot of rumors saying he would be. I, I this seems to be Wait, something Matt that Matt Smith is in the the Doctor, yeah, as in bow ties are cool. Matt Smith. Okay. So I remember I didn't know that he was relevant and needed to be in this. But he, no, because the thing about it was that he was never officially announced as part of the cast in Episode Nine. The, he the just energy- appeared there one day and started working, and no one had the heart to tell him to get away. <laughs> Pretty much. Because, essentially, it was only the entertainment trade variety that, like, and, and usually when variety reports something like this, that usually means there's some level of credibility there. It's not it's not Mike Zero appearing out of the woodwork. And somebody, I think he even said, Matt, said that I'm not in the film. So is this part of the JJ mystery box? Are we dealing with another John Harrison in Star Trek Into Darkness? Man, or- I hope we get to talk about the other topic, which I'm I don't know what the title of this episode is, so I'm not gonna mention it. But if we get to talk about that, I got a whole mystery box discussion that I wanna unfold. Oh yeah. Well, de- well much we'll de- much much like you unfold a box or refold it to put it together. Oh my box god. Box humor. <laughs> you got there, uh- folks. Oh, my God. Oh, God, folks, it's late and I'm tired. Okay, um, yeah, so Matt Smith, I have no idea. This is this feels like a J.J. thing, but I don't know. I, I definitely could imagine Matt Smith. Like, J.J. comes up to him and says, like, I want you to tell people you're not in this movie. And I can imagine Matt Smith being like, okay. He just seems like that type of person based on the interviews I've seen with him. He seems like a team player in uh, going along with a shtick like that. But Just wanders off to go get involved in some weird antics. But I can't, it's, it's weird, though, because... I remember when Matt Smith was announced for Terminator Genesis, everyone kind of collectively scratched their heads and they're like, wait, what? And they wouldn't announce his role. And then I, I forget if it came out or if it was in the trailers that Matt Smith was John Connor. No, I'm sorry, not John Connor. He was like some random person that just kind of like sits in the background. And like, what was, what was he in that movie? He was the living embodiment of Skynet. <laughs> Because that's a thing that happened in that movie. So, um, uh, long story short, I'm pretty sure Alex that was his name. Apparently, in the movie, yeah. According to IMDb, it lists his character's name as it's Alex as Matt Smith. Okay, so folks, you're hearing it here first in the Knights of Vader podcast. Matt Smith is playing Alex, the living embodiment of Skynet in Star Wars Episode Nine: Return of the JJ. Supposed to be in the Morbius movie. <laughs> Good old Sony. See, folks, that's what you got. You you may, you help Venom become a one billion dollar movie. You're close to it, and now we're getting uh, that movie. We're getting. Uh, are we getting another? I forget. Isn't there another? Uh, I'll, I'll look up in a Spider-Man second. I'm just, I am not seeing him, by the way, listed on his IMDb, saying he's going to be doing anything with this, like well, the yeah. stuff. I guess because it's a secret one. <laughs> I don't know. That's the, that's the weird part of that is that he was never officially announced. But again, if this was any other filmmaker, you you would believe it at face value, except the fact that we're dealing with a director 
that somehow feels keeping everything a secret makes the film better. That that does uh, that. Okay, um, thing this judge in session. Um, I judge this rumor as false. False isn't uh, false isn't he's not in the movie, or false is in he's lying and that he is in the movie. I don't think he's going to be in the movie. I'm sure it's going to be one of those things where if he is, he's just going to be a stormtrooper. Oh, or like a background character. Like, yeah, or just somebody somebody, or just he is not going to have a significant role in any way, shape or form is my opinion. Oh, okay. So he's basically going to be Tom Hardy or Daniel Craig. I I give Daniel Craig more credit than Tom Hardy because Tom Hardy. I'm sure in the movie. Yeah. But I mean, okay, fair enough. I'll take it. Uh, like I said, if it's any other filmmaker, I would believe that, but who knows? All right. Um, oh, okay. Cause Sanger, have you followed any of the, the, the footage that was shown at the, uh, Disney shareholders meeting? There was footage shown. Okay. That answers my question. So before we get into that, Zenger, cause technically why, why I originally pitched this episode to Zenger, like, uh, six months ago, I said, or it felt like six months ago, I said, it was going to be like what we won from the Knights of Ren. And uh, that's not the title of this episode. I know what the title of this episode is going to be, and it's not that. So with that being said, Zenger, what, what do you expect? Based off the fact that a lot of people were surmising that Matt Smith was either going to be a member of the Knights of Ren or be like Palpatine reincarnated or cloned or some, some dumb thing left over from the EU. What did you expect from the Knights of Ren? Or what did you want from them? I... I just... I just want to think that JJ sitting there with a mystery box, once again, box covered in question marks, just sitting there, like covering it, holding it, saying, I got a great idea for the Knights of Ren. So they show up on set and they're all just the same, the same outfits, except for instead of helmets, they all have mystery boxes on their head. <laughs> and it's like the mystery now is who are they? And someone's like, JJ. JJ, that was always the mystery before, but now it's we're asking the question. <laughs> oh my god! Um, have we ever figured out like what kind of size is the mystery box that JJ carries around? Do we know the actual I, dimensions? I of feel it? it changes size. Like it's one of those things to where if you look away and look back, it will be a different size every time. Like if it was being filmed in a. By the way, why am I not writing movies? Because my sense of humor is so dumb, and man, I would be the only one getting it. But no, it would be something to where it would cut away. You cut back to him, and the box would like he'd have to be holding it with two hands, like barely being able to stand up. And then it cut away and cut back, and he's like got it in one hand. So it not just changes sizes; it changes dimensions as well. Yeah, and and it randomly changes shape too, because one time it looks like he has like a fishing rod. Like wrapped in a wrapped too. So it's not even you know, just even a box. It's just basically like question mark wrapping paper at some time. Yes, around different objects. And if you ever are able to unwrap it, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> Every time. Like like the fishing pole thing, you unwrap that and be a car. <laughs> Somehow. All right, I think we found our niece, our next piece of Knights of Vader merchandise. We're going to make Knights of Vader question mark uh, wrapping paper. So you too can recreate the J.J. Abrams movie going experience for all the loved ones in, in gift giving you want to have during your, uh, I don't know, holiday season, birthdays. I, I just what? like to see him one time with it and it looks like a soccer ball and he kicks it. 
Oh my god, uh, that'd be good. I think it'd be really funny. Like if you see JJ like at a premiere somewhere for a movie, he's carrying around like the box with the with the question marks on it. JJ, what's in the mystery box? Uh 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 uh. Gotta and, watch like, my movie. Gotta watch my movie. Then like during the movie, somebody sees him like sitting there and has like his lunch in it. He like takes out this like, a banana, like a cookie. Oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, let, let me get out my pocket dogs for this episode. What does that mean? I thought you said that that was something you overheard when you were seeing Captain Marvel was pocket dogs. Well, I enough of okay. We'll get to the Captain Marvel because that's the title of this episode is in regards to that. We'll what get to the that. episode's called in regards to Captain Marvel. No, it's going episode. <laughs> no, it's going to be it, people by the time they hear that because Zenger doesn't know the title, folks. He's going to learn the title at the same time you do when this is out. But you're going to guess that it's going to be a little bit tied into that based on what the title of the episode is. All right, so now that Zenger has explained what he wants for the Knights of Ren, I guess the best no, I, I, I Okay, my honest answer, my honest answer is I want them just to be irrelevant. I want them just to be just something that's mentioned that isn't something that we ever dive into. That is this EU MacGuffin that, that's just going to float around. as like there's no solid answer. Everyone's going to be able to write stuff, but it's like the rule is... You can't explain them anymore outside of they're this group of people. But Zenger, the only reason why I saw The Last Jedi was because I needed to know who Lord Emperor Snoke was. And we got that explanation. That he's not important. He basically was a facsimile of the Emperor from the original trilogy. Yes. Didn't, didn't, wasn't that explained straight to camera by uh, numerous characters in the movie to help get the point across? No, because I'm a simpleton, and apparently having a bald hologram was the greatest thing that ever happened in Episode 7, a movie I've been waiting 30 years for. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, yeah, Knights of Ren, I, I, I'm I, on the same page with Zanger on this one. I, I, They're cool to look at, and I'd love to see them as, like, action figures or something. Like, like they are more – they're set dressing. I love to see them in the background. Like if they're mentioned like offhand in a book, like it'd be really cool to have them like have them doing something like in the background in the sense of like if they're like an offhand piece of dialogue. They're I think that's where they box. work best. <laughs> <laughs> they're building a box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um Zenger, how would you feel about you and I dressing up at the Knights of Ren, flying to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Florida or California, and we go around as the Knights of Ren with a mystery box? Perfect. We could fit into it, and we're so convincing. If anyone tells us, like, wait, you don't work here. Like, no, 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 J.J. sent us here as marketing for the film. Oh, no, oh, of course. Wait, which no one, film? No one can bet us. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. And they get really, like, uh, testy. We tell them Brie Larson sent us, and they just go away altogether. <laughs> don't, don't make us call up Brie. Perfect. I like using that as a threat in Hollywood. This is name drop Brie Larson's name. Everyone goes, nope, nope, nope. Sorry. You can go about your business. Move along. Move, Move along. On. So, yeah, like I said, like, I, I think it'd be fun as, like, set dressing, but to expect anything more from them. Like, I, get, like, I even like thinking about episode nine. It's like, if you do get the Knights of Ren in some predominant role, uh, please know. But if they are there, like, what are they going to do that's any different than the Praetorian Guard in, in Last Jedi? Like, like they're just going to be there to fight. Like, they're not going to do anything of substance. I want them to actually be just the red guard. Like even less stuff to, to do. So they're essentially like, so like in return of the Jedi. Yeah. 
They basically just stay there. there. And then they walk away at a point. <laughs> they, they, they get waved away at a point. Perfect. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess that's the best way to have them. Because, yeah, there's, there's really, there's no, ugh, that's the thing about people. Oh, I, oh I, I, I didn't bring this up to Zenger. Was that, this was a couple of, um, I think it was like a week ago. I was, this is in regards to the Knights of Ren. I was playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, which, Zenger, have you played that at all recently? Maybe I should. No, do not. No. Because they, they, they added Anakin Skywalker as um, a character you can play now. I think we talked about that. And apparently... He, he, he says, oh, sand. No, I, actually, he's supposed to say I haven't, I haven't actually heard him say that because I've been playing it a lot lately. And I'm still waiting for that moment. Uh, but no, what Anakin does... Anakin's the most overpowered character in the game. Zenger might actually love, it for, love him for that reason. He's essentially become Starkiller... 3.0 what because he actually has a power in the game where you hold down well for the xbox anyway the right bumper and anakin literally just wipes out all the characters on the entire map and that's not an exaggeration but but why because ea and dice are broken okay I think I told you to know EA and Dice. That, that they, there you go. You have your explanation. So yeah, like to the point where the game is like, if anybody gets access to the Anakin character, or if you play any sort of uh, game mode that Anakin is there, huh. Anakin um, will be the number one character. That all, he's number one on the leaderboard every single time. That's not even an exaggeration. The first video that pops up is Anakin is game breaking. <laughs> he really is. Like I'm not even joking. If you're, he will legit. Like I. I was playing. As oh Jedi. no! But we got Kenobi in in, in armor. Well, cl- the Clone Wars armor, not Clone Wars armor. It, it, leave me alone. Let me be at least happy with the closest thing I can get. Yes, but yeah, Anakin. So many is red a, lightsabers. Anakin is over the, like insane. Like again, Edge Lord isn't a strong enough term. Um, anyway, Watching no, gameplay of this now because I, I need I, to see it. I, I'm not surprised. It wouldn't be right unless Zenger is watching something. That's unless Zenger is doing this everything but paying attention to the record. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, but no, going back to Battlefront 2 and what I was about to say with the Knights of Ren, if you go to the um, like the section like where you can like pick characters and stuff for Kylo Ren, and you select his costume, the masked version. Oh, this, the, this thing. Yes, this thing. Yeah, okay, so you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the... The... Did, wait, didn't you tweet about this? Yes, I did tweet okay. about it. And Dear what God, it, what, this is, what, what is that? Told you. I told you he's insanely just, overpowered. He just sits there and it's this giant circle and it just goes, screw you if you're in it. No, it's not just the circle. It's because what happens is that while he's doing this, he receives no damage. And if you attack Anakin while he's doing this, it increases the damage like fourfold. Why would you do? Who designed this? Zanger, do you need do you need to repeat it? I know EA and Dice. EA and Dice. Tell Dooku, don't do it. Oh no, <laughs> Zanger, what's happening with Anthem for PlayStation? Where apparently, if you download Anthem for PlayStation Four, it like bricks your console, and EA's like, yeah, that happens. Okay, I I, I got something on this. Let, let me see if I can be undistracted enough so once again going back to kylo ren battlefront 2 uh if you like click on his description for the mass version it says quote kylo ren is 
Supreme Leader Snoke's apprentice in the so-called, quote, Master of the Knights of Ren. So-called. Very important. Yeah, and that's that's probably the most interesting part of this, is that it's the so-called, and Master of the Knights of Ren is in quotation marks in and of itself. So, like, if we think about that, like, Master of the Knights of Ren is an offhand line of dialogue from Lord Emperor Snoke. And if it weren't for the fact that J.J. highlighted that, I think in, like, an Entertainment Weekly article in, like, August of 2015, we wouldn't know anything about them. Like, they really are the definition of just a throwaway line. Like, don't get me wrong, it's context. No, it's perfect, because then, like, in, like, 30 years, we can get a movie called Knights of Ren, a Star Wars story. It'll be my new favorite movie. Excuse me, Sanger. It'll be a digital series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, true. There's not going to be... There's no such thing as movies anymore. At this point, the only movies I can afford to play in theaters are Marvel movies. <laughs> oh, by the way, so I'm on a Dorkly, which is where I found this thing on. Don't know what that is. It's just a... It's, it's, it's not E-Bombs World, so... It's not YTMND? No, we're, we're okay. We're gonna stop right now because this is already gonna get out of control. But they 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 do these joke things where they take like news nerdy news articles and they go the real headline and then the more accurate headline. The real headline is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney theme park announces opening date. The more accurate headline: Disney announces the date the day that every nerd will empty their savings account. Okay, we're not allowed to talk about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I'm putting in a ban on any discussion of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Unless, unless it's in regards to mocking it or making a joke at its expense. I'm trying to find the other article because that's where I got this from. For the Oh, no, it won't let me go back further. Why? That's the thing in Battlefront 2 that's a little bit interesting is the fact that it does mention it as the, him as the so-called Master of the Knights of Ren. And I know there's a couple of rumors floating around out there that apparently the Knights of Ren come back and there's, I don't know if there's conflict or apparently Kylo Ren is kind of like, oh God, oh God, removed from, from the First Order. Don't know. So it's anyone's guess at this point. Until we get a trailer or something official that you want, it's still just speculation on top of speculation. The blind so, being the blind, if you will. So the the real headline is from Kotaku, and it says Anthem players say that the game is shutting down and sometimes even breaking their PlayStation. The more accurate headline: PlayStation fours around the world are choosing to die rather than play Anthem. <laughs> oh man, good old EA! I can't wait to give them sixty dollars come November for Jedi Fallen Order. I can't wait for it to get canceled. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for it to get canceled. Do we do we even have like cover art? Like, do we have anything? Like, I don't even think title, we know what it is. Like outside of the title, like, do we have anything official about that game? No, we don't. Also, so, another funny thing is uh, why critics are in love with Devil May Cry Five. One of the things listed is the game doesn't destroy your console, which <laughs> is a feature now, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Anthem, for for one disappointing Ellie, who is in a state of just utter upsetment that she has to play, you know, the other 50 games we own, but she was really looking forward to Anthem and now has zero interest in it. She shouldn't want it. You can always buy it for the Xbox. I, ooh. we actually, uh, behind the scenes thing and to sound like a complete D bag. Um, <laughs> we got a PS4 pro. 
So now we can watch stuff in amazing four. I mean, play games in four K. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so that's so much why. detail. Uh, okay, so that so that's why you have to buy it. Well, you can buy an Xbox One S. Scorpius. No one one X because Scorpion. The, it's it's the know. Xbox One X. Because sure. the because if you it's Xbox One X it spells out Xbox. Worst console ever. They go from three hundred and sixty to one. Yeah, that's almost as bad as Microsoft going from uh, two thousand. No, they they don't know how to count. No, nobody knows how to count anymore. Oh my god! We'll but get yes, on topic. We'll get on topic because uh, folks, this is what happens. We're kind of like in a delirious state right now with no episode nine like. Con- like we have nothing concrete like like i thought the star wars drought was gonna be bad in october this might be even worse because i feel like like at this point we're kind of starved and we're having like oh god hunger starvation hallucinations like I, I for a moment there i thought that brie larson was gonna be a jedi and i was seriously concerned but we'll get someone to that. got okay. to 146 kill streak with anakin all right oh yeah on. i believe that i believe that but folks, but, I hope you're. Why? <laughs> hope, folks, I hope I, I like to imagine all of you like tuned in to listen to a Star Wars podcast, and you're getting Zenger watching YouTube videos. But at least I'm responding to them. They're, they're on Endor, and he's he's he is killing the crap out of some people. It, that is ridiculously overpowered. It is. It, it makes the game practically unplayable. Well, it makes it playable for one person. Yeah. Pretty much. You know what? I want pocket sand. I want I want like a stormtrooper to have pocket sand and just toss it at him. We think you instantly think stops him. There should be a like, when you play on Jakku, it should like uh, immobilize him. Yeah, like the sand gets in his lightsaber, gets in his <laughs> tunic, it gets everywhere. Just just gets sad. <laughs> All right. So uh, while Zinger continues to watch YouTube videos, in the um, next, I'm doing time, research. Sure, let's call it that. So this week they had the Disney shareholders meeting. They showed some from clips from episode nine. Or none of them are the Knights of Ren. No, none of them about the Knights of Ren. But no, nah, not clips. More like a sizzle reel. And some are, here are some highlights from the sizzle reel. There was bacon. This, no, that is a lie. That is fake news, sir. Don't be spreading that fake news. JJ's gonna send the mystery box after you. There's no, no bacon no, in the mystery, mystery box. box. There's, there's, that's what JJ does on set when people don't behave, like the actors don't behave. It's like, don't we put you in the box? So, okay, here are some highlights from from the the trailer or the sizzle reel that was shown. Land. This is also, if you want to check this out, you can look at the uh, the Star Wars leaks Reddit. This is where I'm taking it from because I was not there. L- okay, here are some bullet points. Lando has a purple outfit in the same vein as what we saw him wear in Empire. It's pretty reminiscent of that. Lando was on the Falcon and had a very similar reaction to Han as in or in The Force Awakens. Kylo is in a white room and some kind of object opened up to reveal Darth Vader's helmet. Kylo looked down, looked pretty down. I guess he looked sad. Um, no, Kylo, no, they, what they said is he looked pretty down. Like he actually kept looking down. He kept looking further down for like maybe he maybe he was looking for the mystery box. Yeah. Maybe that's where Vader's helmet put it is in here in the somewhere. Box. That's where the mystery box cameos in episode nine as the the box that Vader's helmet is in. Yes, perfect. All right. Kylo has the same hair as The Last Jedi. Um, so he has the same hair as Luke? 
I get, I get. What do you mean, like, like the the straggly kind, just like? Yeah, because you just said he had the same hair as the Last Jedi. God, oh my God, what a horrible podcast, folks! What a horrible, <laughs> horrible podcast. I apologize for wasting your time this week. I really do. <laughs> Um, I feel bad when I give you solo episodes. Now, now you know what? Those don't seem so bad in retrospect. Now, do that. No mentions of the Last Jedi backlash during the shareholders meeting. <laughs> what are you laughing at now? I, I should never write for movies because I just be like, well, let's respond to this in the movie. Like, actually, have a moment in the movie <laughs> where somebody has like a line, like, like a, a rousing speech. Yeah. That won't disenfranchise anyone. Yeah, about how, you know, you, you you just, I don't know, just talking about The Last Jedi. Like, like actually refer to the movie in the movie. Great. Okay. Um, continuing on, the Rebel Blockade Runner from Episode 4 is in a hangar on a mossy, overgrown-type environment. But it got blown up when it was on the Death Star. Wait, what? Right? No. The what, one what? for episode four. No, it doesn't. It gets captured by the Star Destroyer, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, and I'm assuming they take it with them and go drop it off at the Death Star. I don't think so. Whatever. Whatever. There's probably some EU thing that explains that. Okay, Ray was saying— No, we need a whole movie. We need a whole movie, god dang it. Tantive uh, Four, a Star Wars story? Yes. One of the most epic battles ever, and I will love it to no end. Okay, uh, Ray is seen with Chewie's bowcaster, and according to Scott, who's the person who saw this footage, it seemed like she might have been getting ready to fire it. She was with other Resistant members during this sequence. Very little dialogue during this whole scissor reel, but Ray, Finn, and Poe are going on a mission together. By the way, happy birthday, Oscar Isaac. Great. Multiple pieces of footage that show the three of them together. No Chewbacca in any of the footage. Scott. God, no, not him. Don't kill him. Scott urges urges people to oh my lord urges people to cool their jets and thinks that he will have plenty of screen time as in Chewbacca. Oh, the footage okay. was about a minute long. Ray was in a marketplace with aliens. She has the blue saber. Ray is wearing the same white cream colored outfit that was seen in the hugging uh, rap photo. The character there are characters seen riding space horses or something similar, unfinished animation slash CG, and the animal was cropped out of the shot. No Fisher, Hamill, Gleason, or Richard E. Grant, and no sign of Rose Tico. Huh. So yeah, so uh if, if that's what they're kind of basing or they're gonna be scrapping together for the episode nine teaser in, in the next month, seems kind of bland. I don't know. Like, I think about it now. Like, what could they like? Uh, yes, we're all starred for the episode nine title, and at this point, I'm kind of convinced that we're not going to get the title until we get the trailer at Celebration. So, like, I'm pretty at this point. Like, I feel like how could the trailer at this point be anything but underwhelming? Is there anything they could show us in this trailer that would get people hyped up other than just new Star Wars movie? My guess is the trailer is going to be music showing the the title, and that's it. No, they're not going to do that because they need something to play in front of Avengers Endgame. They can play that. Not going to do that. That's 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 too simple. They're not going to because they're, they're not going to do that. They have they have to put. They have to See, put you're thinking there. about it though. No, because it's JJ and like the like the man like that's the problem too. But that, that would create so much mystery. 
<laughs> I think episode nine is like you pay a ticket for to go see the movie and they usher you right outside. There's no movie. That's the mystery box. There's no movie. Oh my god. That's the problem. Because if this was any other filmmaker, it like, oh, there'd be like a conventional like logic to follow. And with JJ, it's like, okay, let's just see how much of just like, oh God, like like it's like imagine like I like to imagine JJ's missed calling in life was like the person who designs mazes for when you like you take your kids to like Denny's, they have to draw around like draw like like with their crayons at the table. And JJ like gives you one that's like, oh my lord. It's like the most dense microscopic maze possible. And like halfway through the kids just start crying and want to go home. We didn't get our food yet though. I want to go home. The maze is frustrating me. It just every time I think I'm getting there, it's just a. Why is it a question mark? Oh God, it's a mystery box. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. So, whatever, folks. Good old, good old Jar Jar Abrams. He he knows so much better than we do. Oh, speaking of that, I guess I should bring I this up. Imagine he drives an XB. A what? Scion XB. <laughs> the. They're the Scion ones that look like boxes. I th- thank you, thank you. I was explaining it for anyone at home that was wondering. I know, I know. He drive a cube. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Why not? <laughs> oh, he. It's one of those. Once again, every time he's driving something, it's a different box-like vehicle. <laughs> it has little question marks all over it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. So, all right. Uh, moving on, uh, this was this was a couple of weeks ago. JJ was like doing a red carpet event for some, I think, charitable function, and somebody asked him, like, "Oh, what can you tell us about episode nine? And he's like, "Oh, I want people to be satisfied. Satisfaction is what we want people to feel after seeing this movie." And I was thinking about that. That every movie of the sequel trilogy satisfying it, a ton of nerds yeah that's gonna happen no okay but this, but this is the point i'm trying to make though is that if you think about it episode seven had the tagline of real sets practical effects and then the last jedi had the one of oh man it's, it, expect the unexpected which obviously nobody heeded and now we have we want everyone to be satisfied. I find it so interesting that every single one of these sequel trilogy movies, and not the spinoffs, Rogue One didn't have that, Solo didn't have that. I guess I guess they were too busy trying to put out the fires during the production. No one had time to uh, have little cute quip sayings to, to have for the red carpet interviews. But it's just kind of interesting that every single one of these movies has some level, like a, like a elevator pitch of what they want the fans to get out of it, or what they're trying to convey to the fans. And the whole thing with the satisfaction, satisfied, is definitely a dog whistle for the people who are disenchanted. I, I know, like we said during the shareholders meeting, there was no mention of the of the the, the oh god the whining about the last Jedi, but saying that we want you think satisfaction, they moved past it. No, I think I think they know about it. I, how could they not? Like, I get all I think about it. these people. Like, if you're at Lucasfilm, you have one job, and that's Star Wars. How on, and considering how much Disney is obsessed with market research and, and consumer behavior, there's no possible way that th- this is not a concern for them. Like, they, they have to be sweating bullets after what happened to Solo. Like, don't be wrong. Like, okay, and we'll get into a little bit of of what what can be gleaned from Captain Marvel because anybody who's been following the the controversies around Captain Marvel and how Brie Larson can't keep her mouth shut 
or technically nobody's telling Brie Larson to keep her mouth shut, and how basically that had no effect whatsoever whatsoever on the box office to that film. It must be making Disney feel a little bit more comfortable, considering that there were all these stupid campaigns to like like go see Alita this weekend over over Captain Marvel, which doesn't make By any the sense. By the way, that that campaign uh-huh. was just from Zach. And well, he's just yelling, go go see it. <laughs> I think everybody should go see Alita. It was great. I, I've seen it three times now. Go see Alita. But no, I, I definitely think, or going back to the Alita things, that a lot of dumb people didn't realize that uh, by the time like all the grosses come in for Alita, Disney will be the ones cashing those checks. So I, I don't get how you're depriving Disney by basically uh, putting money into one pocket of theirs versus the other. But uh, you go, internet trolls. You try to take away from Captain Marvel. So, but no, I, I think after how there was this kind of animosity, the what were they, what were they calling it? The review bombing on Rotten Tomatoes for 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 the film, and how the film's going to make probably in the ballpark of 150 million dollars. Or by the time you're hearing this, we'll have a more definitive figure. They've got to be feeling good at the fact that clearly this wasn't internet anger does not translate to a lack of returns for a movie. This movie's going to make money. No matter what she says or no matter what's going on, no matter what Ron Tomato says, the Captain Marvel movie's going to make money hand over fist. Oh, yeah. That's for certain. If not more. Oh, yeah. It's, it's based on what... They really did adjust that, that Alita's eyes. I told you they did that. Why can't they just put take those eyes and put them on Sonic? Not getting into that. If you okay, folks, if you want to hear hear two people, one person complain and another person nonchalantly shrug about Sonic's eyes. Somebody saying, Can we please move on without saying those words? I played into your shtick with that. Wasn't over. Like like I, I angrily wake up at night screaming, make his eyes bigger. <laughs> we haven't uh, even gotten a trailer. No, that's gonna come out next probably next month or so. Oh god, no. No, you'll get that for no, not not for Endgame. You'll get that for Detective Pikachu. They have a trailer out for that. <sighs> I think Disney is aware. I think I. How could they not be? Of the the internet anger over the Last Jedi, but I think after Captain Marvel, they're definitely uh, sighing a breath of relief because it, it goes <sighs> to show you that the Solo thing. And like I always said, Solo bombed because the kids these days don't care about the backstory to a character. That's 40 years old. Like imagine in 1940 being like, oh, we're going to give you the, the prequel story to Nosferatu. It's like, who the hell cares? It's like, it's it's so much just people. Oh God. It's like, it's so misguided. And I think that's why, again, all, like the Kenobi movie got shelved. The Boba Fett movie got shelved. It was just like, okay, all this stuff. It's like the kids don't care about backstories to characters their parents obsessed over. They really don't. I don't care about. I like Solo. And I have gone on record as saying we don't need a Solo backstory. Was I impressed with the movie? Yeah. Well, again, it's it's the idea that like giving like making a movie where you show Han Solo's backstory is not a horrible idea. It's just a matter of how you're going to tell that story. It's the idea that like, oh, make the Kessel Run. Make that the focal point of your movie and have Han Solo's story be a component of it. 
Don't make him the sole focus of it. And I think if you were, if they would have done that, I think that film would have made an additional probably thirty million dollars that opening weekend alone. I don't disagree with you. I think that that's a very good point. And yeah, it should have been more about the Star Kessel War- Run. Star Wars is not a series that's intended to be focused on the characters. It's a story that's it's supposed to be a space opera. Where the the events unfolding are the focal point, not the characters. And I think that's what a lot of people are. I think a lot of people have missed that now, especially in the sequel trilogy era. And I, I think it's oddly enough, Rogue One sh- proves that Disney understands that. That's the weirdest thing about about what's currently going on with with Disney and Star Wars, is that Disney somehow rectified a problem before it even occurred, and then somehow. Completely fumbled it after that Like Rogue One's the example of how to make a Star Wars spinoff film And yet it's like oh Solo bombed Other than episode 9 let's shove everything Into the streaming service now And let's get it in there Well let's think about it We have two streaming services announced I'm sorry two streaming Service shows and we have one movie Like That is so weird to me That Star Wars is now going to be a small Screen thing like that's like that. Like I know Lucas always wanted to have a TV show or a live action TV show. I get that. I, but I've I th- always I've always wanted to have just a TV show that I could just work on every week and have a new show out and just sit there with the cast and nod and celebration. He sits in his director's chair and just oddly t- oddly tells the actors what to do. I, I I want you to be more like a like a play it like a Gungan would. George, what's a Gungan? Oh, I haven't invented those yet. Hold on. I'll be right back. I don't know why my George Lucas is more and more starting to sound like um, Bob Ross. He's too calm. No, that's that that's that's it. He he reaches his zen moments if he's able to do a TV show, because that's what he wants to do instead of everything else. That's why he's more calm. Faster and more intense. Yes. <laughs> I think that argument of the reason why solo bombing was because all the not my Star Wars people rejected it. I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah. Think- there were so many of them. I, I had to push through people several times to see the movie. Like, just throngs of people out there. Like, not my Star Wars yelling at me. Not my Star Wars. No, um, I'm just kidding. I had no problem getting to either movie. And, yeah. Well, technically, you weren't allowed in one of the movies. Well, no. I went to go see it twice. Oh, solo? Yeah, I saw Solo twice. Oh, I thought you were referencing Captain Marvel. No. Remember saying you're not allowed in Captain Marvel. I know. So another rumor. This is from oh, from everybody's. If anyone thought Reddit was bad when it came to when it comes to rumors, check out 4chan because that's where only. Oh legit, God, no! That's oh, where no, there. That's that's where legitimate information lives. This is probably false, but it's fun to read. Gives us something to kind of uh, some food for thought. So from 4chan. Ray and Ren have a duel about halfway through the movie. There's only one duel, to my knowledge. The sets where the duel takes place are only used for that portion of the film, not for earlier or later scenes. Sorry, I just want to see just just them go, no, we need to fight, but not here, and then just go to a totally separate room and go, yes, here. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. There are many uncredited cameos in the movie, some just fun, some very meaningful. At at least one meaningful uncredited cameo filled with Adam Driver. 
Ray is not related to Luke, Leia, Han, or Kylo Ren. This is the end of the Skywalker name. There is no other Skywalker. If you are looking for the movie twist, this is not the right place. Yay! Luke and Lando uh, have sorry, small roles. Be excited about that. Uh, well, I uh, I don't know. Whatever. Remember, according to Colin Madman Trevorrow, Ray got pregnant from uh, the hand touching in, in the Last Jedi. So who knows? Luke and Lando have small roles. Luke does not come back to life. There are more deaths than you would expect, and there are deaths that you may not expect. Okay, whatever that means. There's no romance. Finn and Rose are established couple, and they get separated and reunited a few times. Beyond that, there's no courtship and no new couple. Actors who filmed in the last day did not film the last scenes in the movie. The highlight of the movie movie has to be Kylo Ren's arc and the sheer scale that rivals ROTK. I think I know what that means, but I want to ask Zanger before I put the idea into his head. ROTK. Oh, wait. Isn't that just Night Seal Republic? No, that, that'd be Kate. KT, wait, KOTOR. Yeah, that'd be KOTOR. All right, you think on that, and apparently that's what impressed me most. And the enthusiasm is shared across the board. Okay, whatever. That's just somebody giving their own uh, opinion on what this means. Basically, I'm getting the vibe from this, and I want everybody also to, I listen to, as we're, well, the day of recording. I I should understand this more than I do. What, ROTK? Yes. I know, I, I think I know what it is. But I want I, I want to see if you get it though, because I because it's just my own idea. I want to make sure that I'm not entirely off base with it. I don't know how you spell out the Taron Aronofsky Clone Wars series with that though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Zenger, It's Return of the King. Oh, oh. So okay, so this this is my my theory. Is that this morning I was listening to John Justice check out his book Embark. I think by now it's available as an audio book. Six and months he's later. reading it. I think right. Yes, he he does the uh, the narration. He reads it to you. He reads it to you. He comes into your home with a copy of the book and he sits down with you as night as you're trying to fall asleep and he'll read you his book. I don't know how much that costs, but I'm pretty sure he'll do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, though, so no, he was talking about this and the and the. And this is why I, I'm kind of piecemeal. John doesn't say this entirely, though, but based on what he said, and, and, and I mix that in with my own kind of experience and just thought process on this, is that the vibe I'm getting from this is, or I guess episode nine in general, is that look at episode seven, eight, nine very similarly to the Dark Knight trilogy. Batman begins the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight Rises. Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises pretty much have nothing in common with The Dark Knight. Outside of a couple of plot threads that kind of leak from Dark Knight into The Dark Knight Rises, like Harvey Dent. If you look at that, those three films, you could almost take The Dark Knight out. And as long as you explain who Harvey Dent is, you don't need to see The Dark Knight. And the vibe I'm getting from Episode 9 is, look at Episode Nine as the continuation of episode seven. And that's not to say that that's being done because they're trying to ignore episode eight because a bunch of angry children didn't get their way with that film. But as I'm interpreting is imagine episode seven, eight, nine is like a road trip. And episode seven is the beginning. Episode nine is the ending. And the last Jedi is kind of like a pit stop. 
Because that's kind of how that movie feels Because a lot of what that, that movie is more concerned With tying up the loose ends of episode 7 Than it is about starting its own, its own story And what kind of led me to this conclusion Is that John, John Justice was talking about Kylo Ren the helmet as, as it's been made abundantly clear We're getting the helmet is coming back in this And how I interpreted uh, Kylo Ren destroying the helmet in The Last Jedi Is that he's doing the whole thing of Let the past die, kill it if you have to And John's interpreting this And I think he's, I think he's pretty spot on with this I would, I would concur with his assessment here Is that he's only destroying the helmet Because he's frustrated that Snoke mocked him for wearing it He's not doing it because he rejects the helmet As a general concept of of, of a grander principle or idea he's feeling He's rejecting it because essentially it's like Like imagine, oh god, we've all seen these after school specials Where the kid like is so proud Like I don't know, he's wearing a t-shirt Or he has something, he's super proud of it He brings it to school and the kids mock him for it So what does he do? He takes it and he smashes it And he walks and he stomps off And I think that's what the hell Smashes is. the t-shirt? Well, whatever, like, uh, what, whatever, I don't know, rips it off, I don't know, whatever uh, The best example I can give to this, everybody knows, is that if you've seen Jim Carrey's The Grinch There's a point where, like, Little Grinch, like, oh god, makes the, the, the tree topper for Martha May Dear yeah. god, I, can't, I can't believe that I'm freaking referencing the Jim Carrey Grinch as a way to make a point, but whatever um, Things I never thought I'd say for 200, Alex And... He, he builds the tree topper for Martha May And then like all the kids make fun of him for it And so he takes it he like I think he smashes it Or he throws it out the window something like that And I think that's what Kylo Maybe everybody else got this But you want to know the interesting like, thing about Jim Carrey That he's insane That before that movie he played a guy Who dressed up in what Suits with question marks <laughs> Over them <laughs> Oh dear lord folks I walked right into that one didn't I And you want to know what he's going to be playing later on <laughs> What's he going to be playing Zach He's going to be playing Teddy Roosevelt with a big mustache <laughs> He's going to be playing Teddy Roosevelt A.K.A. Dr. Robotnik In that god dang Sonic movie <laughs> God Zach are you ever going to let this go <laughs> No How many more months do we have of this I don't know until November at least. Oh man, if it gets pushed back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Eight months of this. Hopefully in a week or two, I'll just go back to forgetting it exists. Then we'll get a trailer and you'll remember again. And then I'll remember and just get violently more angry again. And then come summertime, we'll get all the toys and you'll get angry again. Then we'll get a second trailer in like September and you'll get all angry again. Then the movie will come out and we'll never hear the end of it. There'll be an entire month of Zengvis devoted to that movie. <laughs> it'll just be me screaming. It'll be like what? Instead of last July, January, it'll be uh, Sonic November? No Bro Sonic November. <laughs> it's, it's all episodes discussing Sonic. Hashtag not my Sonic. Yes. Like going back to the Kylo Ren thing though In that the vibe I'm getting from this And John put this together as well Is that we're hearing about the fact And I think we talked about it on here too That there is some MacGuffin in this film That's meant to be very controversial Or, or I think Jason Ward put something out Saying that it's not It's, it's controversial in, in, in theory Not as much so in, in execution And and, and considering that we, there are rumors in this from the footage that apparently Ray, Finn, uh, Poe are all looking for something along with the First Order. And plot. You, yes, the plot, the MacGuffin. 
And if you look back to what Kylo Ren was doing in The Force Awakens, think about it. Kylo Ren was um, hunting for basically antiquities of the Star Wars saga, whether it be Vader's helmet, the map, the Skywalker, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. So that's what I mean by this episode nine is probably going to be a continuation of the episode seven story. And it doesn't help the fact that obviously we're having the same hack working on it. I, uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, director working on it. And I remember Pablo Hidalgo back when he'd actually would tweet about star Wars things and not just uh, tweet out uh, drawings of transformers. He said at one point that Kylo Ren was based off the prequel haters, the ones who hated the prequels and felt everything about the original trilogy was pure, and that's the stuff that should be preserved. And if you you combine that with the fact that Kylo Ren was an antiquity hunter of that era in Star Wars, draw. Wait, the- wasn't that happening in the game too? In the game? Yeah, the Battlefront too. Yes. Oh, perfect. Okay. Thank you, Zenger. That that's another point. Yes, he's looking for the stuff in the uh, in the uh, the epilogue, or not the epilogue, in the uh, the final mission of uh, the Inversio Battlefront Two game. Yes, that's an excellent point. I completely forgot about that. It adds more credence to my theory. So, if we combine all this knowledge and we connect the dots, I am willing to surmise that the plot of Episode Nine is. Kylo, it's gonna be the, it's gonna be episode nine, hunt for the MacGuffin. Instead of the map to Skywalker, it's gonna be something. But as Jason Ward has said, it's something that's controversial in concept, but not in execution. So my question to you, Zanger, what MacGuffin or what's something that fans would recognize? And once you hear it, it would upset people, but it wouldn't be as bad seeing it in action. What's something that both the bad guys and good guys would be after? And clearly, whatever it is, it has to be something that's going to, quote-unquote, win the war. Because as that last leak said, and I believe this, and I think we've talked about it a couple of times on here, we are going to get a massive battle at the end of this. And like the 4chan person said, which I've said it before with rumors, and I've stolen it from Ahsoka, there's a little bit of, of truth in legends and in rumors. So with that being said, what is something in the Star Wars universe that all the characters would be after, that we would recognize as fans that would help both that would help either side win the war. They all have to go to Cloud City and they're looking for Luke's hand. <laughs> oh my god. Um, maybe they're looking for uh, Ice Cream Maker guy's ice cream machine. That guy too. That guy too. They're all there in one place. He had he put I, the he made ice cream out of Luke's hand. I'm gonna go with if I had to guess. I'm gonna say it has to do with one of the. Death stars, maybe. But my concern is. I don't is, know that. I don't know that 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 would be too played out. But no, well, no, I don't think so. Because if look at look at the rumors, like or not even the rumors. Look at the footage that the that people saw at the shareholders meeting. We have the Tanta V four, and once again, we're being shown the melted Vader helmet. What do the the melted Vader helmet and the Tanta V four have Ugh. in common? They gotta go to Scarif. Well, okay. Well, uh, no, I'm trying to think though, because no, I don't. Because a lot of people think we're gonna, it's going to be a highlights reel of of what's going to happen in, in like in like oh god, like, like we're going to go back to Tatooine. No, we're going to go back to Naboo. No, we're going back to Jakku. Like, I, why does Jakku, everyone want to go back to Jakku? Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? That's going to be the title of my autobiography. 
by the way, longtime listeners, can you please write down the title of all Zach's side things that he's supposed to do? Because I know that is a go-to thing for him, and one of them was like the perfect name for like my book I was going to write. Your book or my book? No, you said something, and I went. It was the John Justice episode, and I said, "Oh, that's the perfect title. For, that's the perfect title for my book." And we couldn't remember what the book was. What you said. Well, good thing we record all this. So. I know, and good thing I don't go back and listen to it. <laughs> you know what, Pork? We'll, we'll let Pork Knight do it. Pork Knight, if you're out there, uh, you're our only hope. Go back through the archive and uh, discern what's what on earth that we're even talking about anymore. I would love to make a shirt that says, um, "That's like whatever you say, like the title, a book by Zach." We should make a T-shirt or a poster that says, "Everything I need, to, everything." All I need to know about Star Wars, I learned from Knights of Vader, and has all of our like weird non sequiturs. <laughs> episode two, a movie people saw. Yes, uh, episode two, a film that people watched. Watched. Yeah, that was it. Uh, Aquaman. It's just an effing movie. <laughs> um, Perfect. But no, but going back to my point though, like what is like what do the Tanta V4 Invaders Melted Helmet have in common? Other than being nostalgic relics of the original trilogy. What would be on the Tanta V4 that would be so important? I don't think it's on the Tanta V4. I think it's it's what it symbolizes. Like the Tanta V4 is the very like okay, let's look at it this way. The Tanta V4 is the first thing we ever see of Star Wars. It's the first Star Wars thing we ever see. Think about it. In the beginning of episode four, it's the fir- literally the first thing we see of Star Wars. And yet you look at Vader's melted helmet, and it's almost one of the last things we see of Star Wars. Like outside of the, the shot of the celebration on Endor, Vader's melted helmet is one of the last portions of the original trilogy. With that being said, like what could be tied in? What could the characters be looking for that's so important from the original trilogy that would upset people when they hear it, but when they see it in the actual film, it's not that bad. Like I don't think you think he's really gonna go for Jar Jar Binks's body. God. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see his mounted head on a wall somewhere. I I don't know. See, this is and I don't think it's prequel related. I want it for the record. I'm going to put it out there. And because I want to point out too that when, back in November, Zenger and I did an episode about what Ray's lightsaber would look like. And I, I want it before any of the rumors came out. I said as a joke and as an, a potential nightmare scenario, oh dear Lord, JJ's going to have her rebuild literally the exact same lightsaber. And I wanted that I got that right. Much like how I got in The Last Jedi, there'd be a scene of Kylo Ren and Rey fighting back-to-back like Obi-Wan and Mace Windu do in Attack of the Clones. I got that 110% spot on, and I got the lightsaber right, too. So, folks, you know what? I'm a crazy person that records a podcast on a Saturday night at 1030, but you know what? I am right sometimes. I was wrong about Han Solo and the fact that Harrison Ford would bookend that movie. I'll admit I was wrong about that. And considering the fact that apparently, according to J.W. Rinsler, Harrison Ford almost died on that movie, I'm not surprised why he wants no more parts of it. But there is there is something to my thought process. I, I, I have – there's something there. I'm on some wavelength that Jar Jar is on. 
what could be important from the original trilogy? Like, what's something? Okay, Zenger, put your man baby hat on. Put on your. I want you to get your your Brillo neck beard. Put it on. Fasten it. Fasten it on. What could be so important from from the original trilogy that the characters would want? So, like, what is it? What is the MacGuffin from the original trilogy? Vader's lightsaber. That's what I was thinking because that is something, but. What could what could what purpose could that serve? Like, is it something that like like the the, the dark saber with with the Mandalorians, where like whoever wields it, everybody obeys? I I don't think they'll do that. I I, I keep thinking about Vader's lightsaber because that is something floating out in the ether. That but you never knew what happened to it. Yeah, but like why? Would, like it it doesn't like, it doesn't have any other than just being a lightsaber. It doesn't serve any grander purpose in any of the stories. It's just like, I don't know. Like, maybe. Like, that's something I would imagine. But would that make people angry, though? Like, if we said, oh, the characters are all trying to find Vader's lightsaber. I can't imagine anybody getting angry over that. Would it be the Death Star plans? They're looking for the Death Star plans again? But why would they need those? But They already built something that was... But I'm trying – the only criteria we have for this and how to discern what it would what would work and what wouldn't work is that it would make people angry. Like what is something that would make man babies angry from the original trilogy? And obviously if they're all looking for it, it has to be a physical thing. It can't just be like uh, an idea. Would it be Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber? Once That's again, out there something somewhere. that we don't have any – but why is the lightsaber so important? I mean, no offense, during the prequels, they seem to be a dime a dozen for most people. But keep in mind that a lot of what we're being told about Episode Nine is that, oh, the reason why Rey is wearing the exact same outfit that she's wearing, in, uh, except for the, the color, the, 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 the tone of it, the, the color tone's a little bit different, is because, oh, they needed to match up with the Carrie Fisher footage. And if you remember, the original MacGuffin of The Force Awakens, before they changed it, was Luke's lightsaber. So my thing is, you probably have, and we also have that very famous shot from the Celebration 2015 Force Awakens trailer of Maz Kanata handing Leia the 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 Anakin Anakin Luke Skywalker lightsaber. So that be think about. It. So if they're reusing a lot of footage of Carrie Fisher, they're going to have a lot of dialogue of her talking about lights Luke's lightsaber. So what would be the next best MacGuffin if you have to work in that footage? Would be her saying Luke's lightsaber. And considering that Luke did have two lightsabers, and we in. Last we know of that lightsaber, he tried to kill Kylo Ren with it, and then it just disappeared. It's not blown up with the Death Star like Vader's or Obi Wan's were. It's it's out there, and we do know that they. I know, like even like uh, Peter Serretta from Slash Film has said a lot of your answers to Episode Nine questions can be answered from the pre-production and the original outlines of the Force Awakens. So that's the only thing I can think of, because if they say they're all looking for Luke's lightsaber from, from, from Return of the Jedi, I can imagine that would piss some of the man babies off. Because remember, for some reason, Luke is sacred now. Luke is a sacred cow in Star Wars. Does that make uh, any sense? It does. Because that that's what I'm hoping, is that all this stuff I mean, ties together. I mean, I guess she's 
trying to find the lightsaber. Be- I don't know. Like I don't know though, but like again, it goes back to the point I already made. It seems like lazy writing at this point. Well, again, this is the same guy that gave us a Super Eight in Star Trek Into Darkness. So what else would you ex- in, in Batman v Superman? So it's like like I don't know. Like think about it. the same guy that gave us save Martha is the same person writing this. So like you are dealing with with people who don't know how to write compelling stories. Like, what are some important things in Star Wars? Well, lightsabers. Damn it. That, that's what I mean. That's the problem. Is that, like, uh, it, it, is, it is something left over from The Force Awakens. That's the problem. Is that, like, it checks all the boxes. And, and it's, like, is that really what they'll do? Like, I, the problem is that, like, if they said, oh, the MacGuffin of, of Episode Nine is Luke's Return of the Jedi lightsaber... I, I I wouldn't get mad at that. It's it's uninspired, but it's something to get angry about. But at the same time, though, there are people out there that are that are literally furious about the fact that Luke Skywalker wasn't physically on crate. So again, there's no there's no rationalizing this. There's no there's no baseline for sanity anymore. Uh, <laughs> I, I I just it's it's just I don't want to be a lightsaber. Because but, it's just this thing that, like, Jedis would freaking lose them, like, every other freaking second. No, no, no. That's the prequels. J.J. does not I, I know. I was just saying, just Star then, that's what it was like. But now, nah, I don't That's the thing. So, like, if, if, again, you gotta keep, you got the problem is that, I guess, as we have to look at this, J.J. is one of those people. J.J. is a prequel hater. So we have to look look at this. Like, imagine you are somebody that's angry at the prequels. What kind of movie would you write? Like lightsabers would be precious. They're only like in the events of the original trilogy, there are only three lightsabers. There's the Empire lightsaber, the Vader lightsaber, and the Return of the Jedi lightsaber. So I, I guess Obi-Wan's too. Excuse me, there's four in total. And considering that two of them were obliterated in Death Star destructions. One of them is in the garbage or, or wherever that ends up in Cloud City. So the only other logical place, again, and Luke, and Luke does have the lightsaber by the uh, a couple of years prior to the events in the sequel trilogy. So I, again, I can't think of any other object that you could physically go after that that's exclusive. Because I originally I thought maybe they're looking for a Kyber crystal or something. After reading that Splinter of the Mind's Eye, my brain's been, been kind of harbored on Kyber. Like maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're looking for like Luke's. Maybe that green Kyber crystal is something. Maybe there's something special and magical about that. Maybe it's not the lightsaber itself. Maybe it's the crystal. And that's why maybe when Jason Ward says that the idea of looking for the lightsaber is bad or, or would make people angry, but execution, it's not that controversial. And maybe that's what it is. It's the crystal that, they're after. That would be interesting. The lightsaber is just the vessel for the crystal. Like, I don't know. I, I, that's the only, I, I, not to keep repeating myself, folks. I don't mean to keep doing that to you, but I'm, I'm kind of thinking out loud here. You know, I'm drawing a blank because lightsaber is really the only, and the thing too is you're, you're, um, you're Disney and think about it, if you make the lightsaber, the MacGuffin, you can sell lightsabers. And especially now you can go to galaxy's edge and, and drop a mortgage payment on one for a 20 minute experience. It's another way you can sell merchandise. Everything's about, again, that's, that's the thing. Everything has to tie into something else. Nothing can just be, Oh, we're doing this. Everything has to be connected. So whatever. <laughs> 
Oh my god, maybe I don't know. Are they looking for a person? Maybe like could there be a person? Like who's somebody from the original trilogy that'd still be operating at this time? That that JJ would hold in high esteem. Uh, someone operate. I don't know. I don't think of it. I can't think of anyone. Like who? Who are important people that survived the original trilogy that are in the films? Not 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 part of the books. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Mon Mothma. I can't. That, that you know what? That that actually crossed my mind for a second. Was Mon Mothma would be somebody? But the issue though is that how do they do that without bringing Leia into it though? How because they don't have any. I would imagine there's no dialogue of Carrie Fisher saying Mon Mothma. So how could they bring her into it? Like that's that's the piece of this that everybody has to realize is that they keep selling us that like oh they have all this extra Carrie Fisher footage which I believe they do like originally I was very cynical about that and I said oh they're definitely going to Tarkin her and don't get me wrong folks I think there are going to be I think you're going to see some special effects in episode nine that are truly going to be groundbreaking you are going to see the the new frontier of what special effects can do but at the same time though we we know for a fact that the that the episode nine, I'm sorry, the episode seven MacGuffin was the lightsaber. There's a seat. We have a physical scene of Maz Kanata handing the lightsaber to Leia. That's which there's no evidence of whatsoever in, in the fine, in the final film. So we do know that the lightsaber has to be a component of this. And then plus there's the whole other thing too, of the, the, the Warhammer or the, 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 the subplot from The Force Awakens that got cut out of Leia having this giant super weapon. And that would definitely tie into the whole fact that we – or the whole – the notion of there being a Return of the King level uh, climax to episode 9. I, I, could, I was also thinking too because there are rumors going around about Luke's uh, original trilogy um, X-Wing showing up in this. But we know but where that that's... is. We know where yeah. it is. It's it's not like it's in a place where like Ray knows where it is, so it's not like there'd be any sort of contest to who could get that get to it first. It's just a matter of okay, she wants to go there or she doesn't. But what would be the significance of his X-wing? I don't know, but it's something sacred from the original trilogy that I imagine JJ would hold in high high regard. That's the Rubik's cube. That is Episode Nine right now, and. I don't think like we keep waiting for this title as if this title is going to be the uh, the the linchpin to unlocking the secrets of the film. Like, folks, I got a cease and desist letter from Hasbro's marketing department while I had pictures of a toy catalog for The Force Awakens. What makes you think they're they're not going to do this again? Like, th- this is not going to be like The Last Jedi, where like, don't be wrong, they were secretive about that movie, but like. Disney wasn't sending out cease and desist letters over stuff about that. Uh, it's going to happen again. Think about it. Disney got people banned off Facebook for posting pictures of toys they found at Walmart. Like, like that's the sad state of affairs we have right now with, with JJ. Like, that should be his legacy for Star Wars. Not that he gave us Episode 7. It's the fact that he that his... Oh God, his marketing targets fans. It punishes people for learning stuff out about a movie. Like that's again, that's who we're dealing with here when we're trying to crack the code of episode nine. I'm pretty sure somewhere by the time you're hearing this, halfway through, they're gonna pull the plug on it. You're gonna get a cease and desist letter from the Disney marketing team. Uh, uh, I, 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 I didn't know if that soapbox you were standing on was getting too big yet. I haven't been on it in a while, so I had to get my get my feel for it again. I know. I kind of, I kind of, I kind of left it left left it alone. 
wanted to see where it went. We need to get a constru- we, we, we need to get construct uh, construction zanger to get back on his cherry picker to pull me down. You're not there yet, but dang it, you're close. <laughs> By the last time I was on my soapbox, we were it was Spaceman Zanger. He's doing spacewalk trying to get me down. Someone has to go through JJ, like go through interviews that JJ did for like Star Trek 2009, and see if he, he there must be clues he left as to what his opinion on Star Wars was prior to his official involvement with it. I would imagine if you go through some interviews of him over the years, prior to his official involvement with Star Wars, he must have given an answer. There's got to be... He's going to laugh if we find, like, a recording where he's sitting there, and it's like, you know, I'm going to trick everyone by coming in, making a movie, then coming back and ruining the franchise. But like, I don't think that's what I'm going to do if they ever let me in charge of Star Wars and then everyone just forgets that that he did that. But like, to be fair, though, I don't think episode nine is going to be like a disaster. Like, it's not going to be Colin Madman Trevorrow having Ray get pregnant from finger touching. You know, they stole that from Futurama. I know they did. No, Colin Trevorrow stole that from Futurama. Don't say they. You put the sole blame on him. I guess this should be another reminder. Everyone, their, everybody and their brothers should go watch the Book of Henry and realize we were that close to getting that man working on a Star Wars movie. He worked on it. I think he almost worked on it. He was working on it. He got fired because he wouldn't let go of his crazy ideas. You keep saying to watch this movie, and you've explained it once to me, and I'm like, I feel like I've watched it because of you explaining it, and no, I already absolutely. wish I hadn't. Absolutely not. You, there, there is no properly explaining the book of Henry. It's more like it's like a wave at the ocean. The only way you can truly experience it is letting it crash over you all at once. Or, you know, sitting on the beach and being like, huh, that looked dangerous. <laughs> you might choke. It's kind of like getting swept out during like a riptide. It's like you might you <laughs> might die in the process. But once, <laughs> if you're able to overcome it, it's, it's definitely a, a harrowing experience that will add to your life's fulfillment. I'm pretty sure that's in the DVD box for Book of Henry. It's kind of, it's kind of I was waiting tied. for it. I was like, I know it's coming. I know it's like, man, that, that, that has to be like in a review or something somewhere. Oh, my God. If you Henry. live through this movie, it's good. <laughs> right? No, you might, you might die during this movie, but if you do live through it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Book, Book of Henry is a gem. Um Everybody in there, like I said, I'm pretty sure if it weren't for the fact that I have the holiday special already, we'd be talking about the Book of Henry. I feel we might have to do that. Oh, my God. If we ever if, if any part of the episode nine Colin Trevorrow script leaks, we might have to talk about the Book of Henry in some official capacity. Can I talk about an unofficial capacity by not talking about it? Absolutely not. You already, you already got excused from any future holiday special episodes. You have to suffer at least once. I thought I think I how did I get excused from that again? Because you refuse to watch it. Oh, right. <laughs> I was like, what What complex thing did I do? And just you were, you, oh, wait, I just said no. A year and a half ago, you were assigned to watch it. And you said, I fell asleep. I'm like, okay, did you try again? You're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So in an article titled, Brie Larson Wants to Be a Jedi, apparently... Um, I'm reading this from an article from altpress.com because that's a thing apparently. And it says, we're just a few short days away from the release of Captain Marvel. The cast and crew are out promoting the film. 
Captain Marvel's Brie Larson sat down with an interview for Entertainment Weekly to discuss the film. During the interview, Brie Larson revealed that fellow Marvel star and Star Wars actor, actor Samuel Jackson brought his Mace Window lightsaber once onto the Marvel set on the infamous date of May the 4th. From Brie Larson, she said, quote, I got to hold the lightsaber, end quote. He brought it to me on the set May the 4th, and I cried. It was so cool. I want to be a Jedi. And Samuel L. Jackson said, but becoming that kind of character in that kind of movie, it just changes the game in another kind of way because I had all this interesting kind of popularity. But when I got into the Star Wars universe, it exponentially changed. You become godlike in a crazy kind of way. I became famous because I was a Jedi. So no matter where I went, I got accosted by the Jedi Council of wherever. In which Brie Larson replied, it's so cool, I wish I was a Jedi. And in response to all this, the official Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out uh, this story along with the, with them saying, the Force is definitely with you, Captain, with the uh, pumped arm emoji. And Brie Larson replied with, honored to be an intergalactic hero with you. So with that being said, Zenger, maybe Brie Larson is the MacGuffin in Episode Nine. She would be controversial on the surface, but maybe in execution she wouldn't be that bad. So wait, we're saying that Captain Marvel? No, Brie Larson. Oh, okay. No, actually, she's legit Brie Larson. Like she doesn't have a Star Warsy name like Poe Dameron. She is legit just Brie Larson. And when they get there, Enforce, Enforce Ghost Luke is there. She tells him to go wait out in the hallway because he's a white male. <laughs> Topical humor, folks. It never gets old. Who should Brie Larson play in Star Wars, Sanger? Mara Jade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dear Lord, no. For so many reasons, no. Um, could she work as a live-action Ahsoka? She, there's no way she put all the, 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 the makeup There's no way I can't imagine her having the patience to sit there for six hours There's yeah. no way she would do that she, an, a, she, an actor of her cat, An actor of her Oh god of, of her Oh god how do I say this Caliber if I want to be nice There's no way she'd ever have her face hidden by that much makeup Uh uh-uh, uh no way No way she'd ever do that She'd figure that's below her Alright Plus, isn't what's her name like the perfect person? I cannot remember who it is now. You're gonna have to be a little more specific than that. I can't remember. There was somebody that they're like, that's the perfect person to play Ahsoka if it was ever live action. Now I can't remember who it is. No idea. Me too. I'm I'm I've whiffed. It's late. It's like uh, I could look it up on this thing. Call the internet when you're not watching videos that distract you from recording the podcast. Correct. So, oh god, I, I, I kind of figure. I guess we were talking. We've been talking for the last ninety minutes, so I guess we don't have to resort to talking about Captain Marvel. I know it's it's like we we threatened that, and then guess what happened? Not to change the name of the episode of the podcast because that's what it was going to be referencing. Oh god, dang! I typed in live action and Sonic tried to autofill. <laughs> it's haunting me. <laughs> I think someone should make like one of those. What was that movie called where all the kids are like on Skype and they get like haunted and they get like picked off one by oh, one? Oh, um, unfriended. Someone should do, yeah. Someone should do that, but instead of it being like a bunch of people, it should be Zenger trying to like use the internet without the Sonic live action illustration coming up. <laughs> oh my god! I you know what Zenger? You know what I want? You know how for like for like when you do series like the Star Wars series, the Harry Potter series, you do a custom Rosaria segment. Dawson. Oh, 
Uh, yeah, I guess. But you know, for like Zeng, this when you do that, all your custom logos. Yeah, I want a custom logo from this. I want one of those from the Sonic live action movie comes out. And <laughs> <laughs> by and by, I want a custom logo. I want the regular Zeng this logo in the background. Is the live action Sonic? Oh my god! How much? How much? How many zeros does the check need to have for me to get that? I don't know. Whatever they do, the official logo for the movie and no, stuff. No, no, I don't want no, no, not the official logo. I just want the Zang this logo with the live action Sonic in the background or in the forefront. <sighs> it's your choice. I'll see what can be done. <laughs> oh my! I'll God. talk to my people. Well, somebody, okay, one of the many people in our audience that likes to use Photoshop, please take the leaked image of the live-action Sonic and Photoshop it into the Zeng this Please photo. take it, the one I hate. Please take and find the one I hate the most. All right, Zenger, anything else you want to discuss this episode? I got nothing. Got well, nothing. I mean, I got tons of stuff, but most of it's just screaming about a blue blur. Oh, my God. You know what's even, I thought it was bad when I talked about Watchmen from another podcast on another podcast. Now I'm talking about Sonic where we discussed another podcast on another podcast as we discussed it on another podcast. You know, it's really funny. I, when I was editing, I was like, Oh my God, this, that, that, that conversation went on for longer than I thought. Yes. It was like 90 minutes. No, I meant the conversation just about Sonic. Oh yeah. It's like what the first 40 minutes. It's, it, it's a good chunk of time. So concludes this episode of the Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out our Facebook group, type in Knights of Vader on Facebook, and you will probably find us. Also, look for us on Instagram, at KOV Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to us on. Thank you to Anna Superiority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, contact me, Zach, on Twitter, at Cinemodities. And you can also hear me on the Cinemodities podcast, where we'll be discussing 2016's Gods of Egypt, starring Gerard Butler, a Scotsman, as an Egyptian god. And Zenger, where can people find you? You can find me every week yelling about nerdy stuff, mostly about a blue blurt. Nah, not that bad, but... But still, you can find me on about nerdy stuff over on Zing This. I don't have a moment of Zing this week. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. I got the sad face porg pop. Oh, yeah. Zinger got. Yeah. I forgot about that. The, the Zing This episode that I was on. We talked about that. Yeah. Yes. And it stares at me with its sad face because it knows it has also had to see the images of the live action Sonic movie. <laughs> Are you getting another one the bronze for your front walk? I'll work on it. Oh, and the um the other big pop figure, an Ewok. Oh, oh, really? Yes, I saw it actually today. All right, you can get one of him too and bronze him. Bronze everybody. Have an entire Star Wars village at your front walk. You mean entire giant pop pop figure village in my front walk? Essentially, it's like, it's like the new form of like uh, lawn gnomes. Awesome. What? Wait, what if I got a a pop? I need a giant pop lawn gnome, bronze, and then actually put as my lawn gnome. Well, it works. Oh my god, my nose is bleeding. There, 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 there's your moment of Zang this week. Go get a lawn gnome. <laughs> Why not? You want know you do get a lawn gnome and let it be Captain and paint it in Captain Marvel colors, then bronze it. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be bronze then? It doesn't matter. Okay. You, you know what our moment of Zang is don't let Brie Larson catch you going into uh <laughs> Captain Marvel. That's my <laughs> moment of Zang. All right. Your moment right. of Zach. <laughs> yes, your moment of Zach. Um, complicity is what, what was it? Zanger silence is complicity. Yes. 
Oh my God! There are no sins in art, folks. One. You're all com- <laughs> remember. You're also all complicit too, along with us. Yes, silence oh. is complicit. All right, everybody. Good night, but not goodbye. Maybe, maybe goodbye. <laughs>